Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The return of the Star Companion. What are we, David? We are the internet's premier internet star <laughs> fan. No, we're the internet's premier Star Trek fan podcast. That's right. That's what we are. That's what we are. And this is the Star Companion. We're back. We're back, baby. We survived Thailand. <laughs> uh, David said he emailed you guys, but I'm not going to lie. I checked the email. I didn't see any emails. <laughs> not yet. He lied. But and that's okay. But stickers are here. <laughs> he meant to email you. <laughs> um, but um, we're back. It took a little bit. We we got you know you got to get to catch up with life and stuff. We got stuff going on. You know uh, things in flux. Uh, stickers are here. Yes. Uh, Troy. Trent. Whatever your. Troint. Trent. We got all your emails. Tom. Uh. We may or may not have your address. You send that address. And you know what? Happy holidays. Happy New Year. We appreciate you. Thank you for the emails. And <laughs> thank you, everyone else, for the holiday wishes and the emails. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're back. Um, we're back and better than ever, as they say. And we're ready to kick some ass. That's and right. we're ready to talk about Star Trek. And, um, <laughs> you know... There's something I wanted to bring up. It was something that I we talked about briefly while we were in Thailand. Give me one second when I bring it up. <laughs> and uh, wait, yeah. before you get in that, yeah, sorry to cut you off. Um, for those of you that are just listening, we've got like 50 episodes prior that you can check out. It might help because we're watching Star Trek uh, uh, Stardate by Stardate. One episode at a time. That's right. And uh, you can email us at thestarcompanion at gmail.com. You can like and subscribe on all major podcasting platforms, including Spotify. And if you go on Apple and uh, rate us and give us a review and send David your social, we will send you a <laughs> sticker. Yes, stickers are here. Um, there's a little bit of a kerfuffle, a little bit of a skirmish, a little bit of a 
confusion back before we left for Thailand uh-huh. back in December. Um, when we last left, it was kind of on a cliffhanger. We didn't know if we were going to get the stickers or not. Yeah, they when were, we got back, I was shocked. Yeah, they were being held at the at the post office. Hostage. By the postal troll. And I went down there and I vanquished this postal troll with my sword. And I got the stickers for you guys and I'm ready to send them out now. So all it requires is for me to log on to our Gmail account and send them out. Mm-hmm. So they will be coming to you shortly. Um, Trent will mail you one first because you've been asking for it. And uh, hopefully it doesn't get incinerated on its way to you over in Australia. Get it? Get it? <laughs> are those fires still going or are they over? Huh? I imagine they're still going. <laughs> huh? Yeah, the the fire in uh, Troy's heart to keep it alive. <laughs> That's right. So, like I was saying, I wrote down, down something mm-hmm. uh, in Thailand. And, that was a great tease. Yeah. <laughs> and now, now yeah. I'm back. That works the payoff. So... You may you may have noticed that the title is, of this episode is Season 1, Episode 1 of Star Trek Picard. And we're hoping to reach out to a not, new audience here. And um, we're the answer to the question of, if you like Star Trek, do you like it so much that you want to hear two dudes chat about it? <laughs> and that answer is, yes, you do. And you came to the right place. We're those two dudes that talk about Star Trek. As my uh, co-pilot here, Zachary Kirstead, Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm coming out swinging. I'm ready. Um, we are we are the Star Trek inter- the internet's uh, <laughs> premier Star Trek fan podcast. And we've been re- a little bit. We review <laughs> Star Trek episodes, start eight by start eight. We're jumping over to Picard here though, because we want to be part of the zeitgeist. We zeitgeist. Wanna, we want to be part of it, and we want you guys to. If you if we have new listeners, which we do, I'm gonna project that energy out. We, right we now. actually do. We encourage you to go back and start from the beginning of our catalog. Yeah. I'm basically just reiterating everything you said here. No, but. you know what? You got to drive it back home because I kind of have this monotonous like drone <laughs> sound that uh, people have a hard time paying attention to, and it's easy to space out when I talk. So, thankfully, you uh, reiterate the fact there. That's why we're a good team. What were you saying again? I kind of zoned out there. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Anyways, uh, new year, new us, new show, new Star Trek show. Oh my God. And uh, Yeah, I even got the color coding on my notes different for this one so yeah. I can find it in a quick uh, <laughs> quick go through. It's, um, it's very bright. So the name of this episode is Remembrance. And when did this premiere? Did this premiere in 2020? Um, this week, right? Um, uh, let me open up my calendar. So... Um, it premiered uh, Thursday, the 23rd of January, 2020, 2020, Year of Our Lord. And what's the start date on this episode? Do Unknown, you know? uh, but it is for sure beyond start date 47988.0, which is all good things. The final episode of The Next Generation. It's 18 years at least after this okay. episode ends. And like you... Uh, that's actually going to be great for my transition here. The first scene we see is uh, Picard and a fat-faced Data yep. playing poker on board a starship. I'll tell you what, sort. Brent, uh, Brent aged better than Nimoy. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Old melted candle face. <laughs> like a uh, melted wax candle. Yeah. You know, and, and in the near the end, you know, when he was when they were in, in the movies together. You could hear him like talking over his his dentures. Captain. Oh yeah. Captain Destiny. 
<laughs> like get some fucking effort in, dude. Plug those teeth back in your head. Get some boltons. You don't have like, you know, celebrity grade polydent. <laughs> He's got Star Trek money. <laughs> Star Trek money's all right. Yeah, it was, yeah. It's gotta be good. It's niche money. Niche money. What is that? Communist? <laughs> huh? Communists don't have money. The speak who? <laughs> um, Data's fat-faced. Uh, Picard is visibly older. He's kind of got... You can tell he's slowed down a little bit. And Go ahead. they're playing poker, and all of a sudden, the the planet behind them, which is revealed to be Mars, explodes. And uh, Picard wakes up from yeah. the dream. And he's in what appears to be a flat at first, but he opens his, his blinds, his curtains, and mm. he's on Chateau Picard in yeah. France. Devoid of his brother. Our old favorite captain. Yeah, devoid of his brother, Robert. Uh, our old captain is retired to the fields of France. Of France. France. To a chateau. Bon, bon. Oh, mon capitaine. Ah. Retired to a vineyard, have you? I see you drink the real wine. For all of our French listeners, this is disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> but if you did come here to listen to two dudes chat about Star Trek, uh, you came to the right place. You know, Bon, Bon, uh, We watched. Um, oh my God, Godard. We watched Godard. Truffaut. All right, Truffaut. Yeah. Varda. So we know things. Uh, for those of you, Marquet. What was it? One night in Hiroshima. Uh, Hiroshima Monomore. Hiroshima Monomore. I highly recommend that French film to anybody. It's a good movie. Yeah, Picard watched it. He, uh, Picard also watches his hound, his dog, <laughs> which he calls number one. And Great segue. You know, what kind of fucked up Freudian shit is that? So am I to assume Riker was a dog to Picard? It's a damn dirty dog. I will say, um... For all of you uh, Porthos fans, there's a new dog on the market. <laughs> That's right. That's a great take. That's right. Who knows? You know, who's the better Star Trek dog? Let the debates fiery, you know, ensue. Who knows? You know, well, Porthos, he certainly barked and looked cute, and he was also a beagle. Number one here is a pit bull and probably would kick the shit out of fucking Porthos. Yeah. Um, which one likes the cheese more? I don't know. But we'll be sure to find that out over the next eight to ten weeks, however long this show lasts for and, the first season. And that's kind of the that's the kind of incisive commentary you come here for. That's right. Comparison at, of dogs. At the internet's uh Premier Premier Star, Star Trek, Trek fan, fan podcast. That's right, the Star Companion. Nailed it. So uh after yep. this brief intro, we get a cutaway over to this woman. She's getting amorous with her, with her boyfriend. She reveals that she was it's a just, great word. Yeah, yeah. She reveals that she was just accepted into the Daystrom Institute, and as soon as this happens, these secret agents come in and fucking throw a knife into this guy's sternum and Straight kill him through that motherfucker sternum and uh, sternum. sternum. <laughs> and I just love how throwing knives are still considered a functional weapon in the future. <laughs> They're stealthy. I want to learn how to throw knives. You want to know how to practice? <laughs> On you? Please. <laughs> Put me out of my misery. 
<laughs> Nothing would please me more to have you practice on me. <laughs> yeah. I'll throw them at vegetables lined up on top of your head, so if I do hit, mm-hmm. we can have cut up vegetables. So we can have soup later. Yeah. 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 David and I live together in a one-room shack. We sleep feet to feet. Um, and most of the time, we only have enough money for cabbage soup. Yeah. And so. our, our nephew, God bless his soul, mm-hmm. little little Charlie. A little Charlie. But yeah. We gave him just enough yeah. quarters to go buy that one chocolate that bar. That single chocolate bar. And you know what? If you want to help us get some more chocolate bars in our sad little one-room cave, <laughs> you can donate at patreon.com slash the stock companion. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> After this knife throwing incident, the woman beats the shit out of these guys and then just has like... Summarily beats the shit out of them. <laughs> she goes, what's going on? What? What is going on? And then boom, intro. And uh, just like the Discovery intro, it's beautiful, well choreographed. Gorgeous. Awesome. Straight up. The score on this show is fucking excellent. I've been on a real score kick. Yeah. Um, My current favorite score, well, that's kind of a lie. One of the new scores that I enjoy is the Expanse score. Mm. The show The Expanse. Mm. It's really good. But, I mean, honest to God, the Phantom Thread score. Yeah. (sighs) Phantom Thread? The Phantom Thread. And there's Daniel Day-Lewis' final movie. Oh. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Oh, you got to watch it. When did it come out? Uh, 2018. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's totally worth a watch. Check and to out. you guys, it's totally fucking worth a watch. So this is this is something that I noticed. There is <laughs> there's a lot of music going on in this show. Mm-hmm. Is it too much? Like when so like when something's supposed to be sentimental, there's sent sentimental music. Mm-hmm. When there's when there's battle, there's battle music. When I think back to Next Generation, or I think back to Enterprise, or I think back to whatever. Mostly ship sounds. Most, mostly ship sounds, and I don't know, I feel Accent like... Accent music? Yeah, I feel like the dialogue carries carries the sentimentality a little bit better than throwing in a score underneath to heighten it, I guess. It just seems a little too contrived for me. Here's what I'm going to say. I think you're looking for problems. Second of all, in the first couple seasons of The Next Generation, mm-hmm. it is so score-heavy, it's crazy. I've been re-watching it. Yeah. It's so score heavy. Well, I don't mind like a battle scene or whatever, but I mean, I'm talking like like a sentimental talk, you know? I'm, I'm telling you right now, it is so score heavy. Well. Like they do like fun, frilly stuff. And then when they have, there aren't too many sentimental conversations, so you're not going to get that kind of music a lot. Yeah. But with like you have Troy and Worf talking or something, you're going to have like a weird sentimental thing. Like there's. That's fine. They're, they're honest to so, God is a lot of score. So I'm not, I'm not making the case for the, for next generation, the first couple seasons being my ideal yeah. score of a Just show. Saying, yeah. But I'm talking like, uh, you ever watched the original Law and Order? No. No? I mean, I've seen it, but... Yeah, so you've seen... It's not something I can it. consider, yeah. You know how, like, there's, like, no music throughout the whole show, except the intro, the... Go with me. Go with me. Flow with me. No, I'm unsure about this, but I believe... Anyways, so that's the intro music. rest of the show, there's not really any music. And then when something really monumental in the episode happens we find mm-hmm. the bad guy someone else has died Quamp. 
there's a confession in court there's like a whoa type thing that comes sure. in yeah really dramatic and all that stuff yeah perfect you watch svu we watch like the newer iterations of it they're yeah. doing it every five minutes so and it bugs the shit out of me okay I, i'm gonna i'm gonna give you um uh an honest take here yeah uh tv is different now 100 percent and a lot of that has to do with the kind of money you can make for music and television. I kind of know that intimately because of where um, I work. The more the more music you have in a show, the more money you make. Um, and the longer the queues are, you hit a super bonus usage fee, which means you get paid more. And so... I, you know, I, I, it doesn't bother me that there's so much music in the show, mm -hmm. but I'm just saying for you and the listener that the reason why there's a lot more music in all shows now is because there's money to be made. Interesting. I didn't um, know that. Yeah. I mean, like, I always thought it was like just a, that's just a fact of life now. We're just going to use music all the time. It's because of the money involved. Okay. The shows that we do are like 45 minutes, you know? Yeah. With 15 minutes of commercials. Yeah. But of the 45 minutes a show... 44 of those minutes have music. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. It's literally wall-to-wall -wall music. And these are like reality shows. Yeah, I know reality you shows know? for sure. Yeah. You know, they even like if you watch like Catfish on MTV. Yeah. It's yeah. they'll even put the name of the song in the l lower left-hand corner and they'll let it ride. Hey, well, MTV that well that's I'm going to let you in on some <laughs> more inside baseball here. <laughs> MTV signs blanket deals with um labels and publishers. Oh. So that they're allowed, they're, they have a pool of music, and the idea is is that you're getting you're getting free publicity if you get chosen to be on MTV. So they don't get paid to use. Their they don't pay a sync or uh, mechanical oh, license. A so they yeah, it's just a blanket uh, gratis license, but you get the TV royalties for the song that's on. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. they don't pay to synchronize the song in the show because they're basically. Uh, parlaying that it's valuable to be on an MTV show because they're going to give you the little moniker at the end. Yeah, it's valuable to be on a show that... Uh, Teenagers watch? No, that reruns... Uh, a lot. What's that, Rob Deerdeck show? Robin Big? No, the one where he's like watches like internet. Oh. It was, supposed to, it was supposed to be a slam on MTV, but I couldn't get there. Rob Deerdeck, that show sucked, sure. Yeah, I agree. Robin Big was good. I like that show. Yeah, rest in peace, Big Black. Yeah. 22, um, son, 22s. 22s. Um, but yeah, and not to get buried in the weeds yeah. here, that's that's your uh, music publishing take okay. on why that happens. It bothers me. It's yeah. too much It's too much music. I like to, I don't know, I'm a big reader. You're a big reader. Mm -hmm. I like to... Imagine? I like to imagine. I like to create, create the, the dynamic tension in my mind. Sure. Um, did you like Lord of the Rings? Yeah, score the whole way through. I swear yeah. to God. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying that everything has. To, if there's appropriate, and then there's inappropriate. Like Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars has usually has a score the whole way through. Fucking mm -hmm. fantastic. Yeah. But if yeah. I don't know, I just don't. They. Yeah. I don't need no, something. You, I, to, I, I get it. Yeah. For me, I don't care because I really like score music. It's fun. Yeah. Um. They also just released the like uncut Lord of the Rings score. Oh yeah. It's fantastic. It's so long. It's so good. Yeah. It's fucking brilliant. It's not Star just like Wars, the regular CD. Star Trek. 
Mm-hmm. No, I have no problem with scores. I feel like okay, you know what? If you guys think you had a problem with scores, send oh, us an God. email at the start. I thought this was going to be a quick episode. Yeah, we're getting bogged down in the sorry, here. Sorry, sorry. You know, we just got back and you know what? To further to continue the conversation, tell us what you think. Yeah, and uh, we'll start take, companion at Gmail. We'll take a tally, and whoever has more points, uh, <laughs> we'll have to get the uh, sticker tattooed on their body. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. We'll come up with something. I'll get a tattoo. We'll, ta- no we'll tally it. We'll That's tally right. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, Picard has two servants, <laughs> and they're both. Uh, I thought they were Vulcans at first. We've gotten nowhere in this episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do we want to give a full synopsis, or you just want to pick out things you like? Just do it quickly. Like. Just give us okay. the quick synopsis. I won't interrupt. Uh, there are a couple of servants. You thought they were Vulcans. They were totally Romulans. They're Romulans, yeah. And I was going to pick apart that, but since they're Vul- the Romulans, we don't have to. Basically, to give a quick synopsis, uh, Picard has re- since retired from Starfleet, and this is following the timeline that was set up in the newer movies, which is Romulus has blown up due to supernova. Captain Picard was instrumental in trying to get Romulans off of their world. But apparently this went horribly wrong and somehow uh, some robots, some rogue robots were able to set fire to Mars. Yeah, some sort of synthetics. And Mars has been ablaze ever since. So synthetics have been abandoned. This girl that was mentioned earlier, a little little bit earlier. Dodge. Dodge. She shows up and says, Picard, there's just something about you. I saw you in a dream. And he's like, okay, let's investigate a little bit further. Picard has a dream. Uh, it's of Data painting a picture. Mm. Would you like to finish it, Captain? Yeah. Picard, <laughs> Picard remembers that this picture is something that Data completed, and he goes over to his archive and finds it's a picture of Dodge. Mm-hmm. Dodge meets him at this archive. She gets blown up, and it sets in forth, the, I guess, the impetus for the show, which is Picard now has to figure out who the fuck this girl was. He thinks He thinks she was Data's daughter. He wants to know why she was killed, who wanted to kill her. There's these, like, guys who warp in and shoot and fucking explode her and shoot her with late, with acid. And they're totally Romulans as well. Totally Romulans. And uh, Dodge has a sister, so now he has to go Twin. find this sister. Yeah. And she's apparently a synthetic. Yeah, and she's on uh, what appears to be a... They called it, what, like a Romulan reclamation site, but it's like a repurposed Borg cube. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so, and then, I mean, obviously, we all know, we all know Seven of Nine shows up later on in the season, mm-hmm. um, and Hugh shows up as well. Mm. So, a reclam- like a, a reclamation of uh, Borg drones, you know? Cool. That have been liberated, come back in this series. I'm, in, I'm excited to see what's going to happen with these guys. Yeah, it'll be curious to see what the Borg are going to do. So overall, what what would you say your impression of it was, Zach, Zachary? Um, the, the perfect amount of score. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so I heard uh, uh, Patrick Stewart Stewart on NPR Stewart Stewart um talking about the show, mm-hmm. and um, that man is so eloquent. He is that uh. Um, I would watch anything he wanted me to watch. Um, He's an amazing actor. He is a hell of an actor, and I think that's why this show is going to end up being okay. Mm-hmm. Because Patrick Stewart is attached to it. Um, and y- you can tell in the writing that it's elevated language. Mm-hmm. 
you know what I mean? It's not like it's um, it's not pedestrian word choice. Yeah, the the vocabulary is uh, a step above pedestrian. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's kind of nice. And I, I like that. I love seeing Patrick Stewart again. Right. Um, there's a little bit of mystery. I guess I'm forced to look at this as one elongated Star Trek episode. Yeah. Um, and so it's fun. It, it's fun to have him back. And he didn't want to come back. And he came back if he could have a little more autonomy. Mm-hmm. So that makes me interested. Right. Um, you know, I mean, obviously the action's cool. It's not the next generation, but nope. I am curious to see what happens. Okay, now you. I, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what happens. I don't have, I don't really have high expectations. It looks fantastic. Um, I'm interested to see what they're going to do in terms of developing a compelling narrative. Yeah. Um, didn't really feel attached to Dej. She was in and out pretty quickly. Of course, I feel attached to Picard because we all know his story. Exactly. And he's a great actor. Like that scene where he's having that interview, you know, he, he has a breakdown. He's like, Starfight wasn't the same. So good, dude. He's such a good actor. Gotcha. Yeah. And he's like, interview over. And he gets up. Uh, however, I did I did have a, a bit of a qualm with that interview. The interviewer seemed to be accosting him and she's she's all smug and whatever. And it's like, you're talking to a fucking legend here. Yeah. Like even if, if he fucked up the Romulan thing which he didn't really even fuck up it wasn't yeah. even his fault yeah to to talk to a man of that of his stature like that it's just it's like this could, do you ever do you understand what this guy fucking did man yeah he was a borg and he came back and this he, is locutus of borg this is locutus <laughs> you motherfucker all he right? puts the cute in locutus i've seen things i've seen things uh no yeah this is darmok <laughs> darmok dude darmok Gingelad <laughs> at tanagra shaka uh, <laughs> when the walls fell, this guy. Um, after having watched so much Discovery, though, I, my my expectations are extremely low. I think I think Patrick Stewart is going to shine through, of mm-hmm. course, but I don't I don't feel that the writers at CVS have the ability to to develop a compelling narrative on the same level as previous Star Trek iterations. But I will patiently watch and see how this unfolds. And if I'm surprised, great. That's, that's the way of the road. Yeah, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yep. That's a great take. Um, and maybe a little less score. I thought that it was the perfect amount of score. Could have used more. And if you, uh, if you guys have a thought on that, we're taking a tally. And... Um, the winner with the most points has to get it tattooed on their body. Or whoever loses has to get a bare bottom smack from the other guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the Star Companion. I'm Zach. Remember when we discussed in December how sometimes we just end on these really weird <laughs> notes? I think that's going to be the weird note that we end on. (laughs) That's the one. Follow us on uh, Patreon. uh, Patreon.com slash the Star Companion. Email us at the Star Companion at gmail.com. We have uh, stickers. We will be sending them out this week. That's a guarantee. Hmm. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
where else? Uh, you can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, yeah, any everywhere. major uh, podcasting yeah. platform. We're back, baby. And uh, take care of yourself. After this episode, we're going to uh, catch up on some Enterprise as well. That's right. And turn those out. Spank some bottoms. Yeah. Um, and if uh, you guys want to yeah, see us get our bottom spank the loser, you can. <laughs> Just stay tuned. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.